0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a new series called The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. Today our topic will be, is it possible to raise godly children? Deborah Shinobi will be helping us look further into this subject. I pray God will speak to you and help you solve this question. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on
1: this subject. Thank you once again for taking the time to join us on this new series. And I am praying that you will find it useful even for your own life journey. In this particular series, we'll be sharing a few thoughts together as parents. And the issue we are dealing with this series is the challenge of raising godly children in this present world. The challenge of raising godly children in this present world it's just going to be a time of just sharing a few thoughts together sometimes as i speak maybe at a meeting as i share thoughts on motherhood these are some of the questions that parents usually ask and i just want to use this podcast series to address some of those questions i don't have the answer to these questions to some of these questions or to all of these questions they're wanting the right is that god has the answer don't forget that if you miss any of the episode at any point in time you can go back to our website uk. and if you need to contact us for any discussion follow-up do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five And I pray we find this time of sharing thoughts together a blessed time. So the challenge of raising godly children in this present world, I think one of the things that I love is the fact that this present world, I'm sure you will agree with me if you are a mother, if you are a parent, you know you will agree with me that it is quite challenging raising godly children. In our present time in our present world isn't it but i know that what we need to raise our children even in this our generation god has already made it available so today let us look at is it possible to raise godly children in our days this is a question is it possible is there any possibility of raising godly daughters godly sons even in these Evil days. So let us go to Titus chapter 2 and we shall read verse 11 and verse 12. And I'm reading from Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 from the King James Version and it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world so from this scripture i am seeing that actually it is possible to raise godly children even in this our world in this our generation in this day that technology seems to have advanced you know beyond our imagination i agree and i believe that we can raise godly children not without his challenge. And we'll be discussing a few of those challenges in this series. So I am seeing God say, look, the grace of God had already appeared. The grace of God that is needed for this generation of mothers had already appeared. And when he came, he came with teaching. When he came, he taught us and he's still teaching us even through the Bible, To deny ungodliness. So what am I saying? I am saying that all I need to raise my children, God had already made that provision. First, my life is that template for my children. I have to deny ungodliness. I have to deny worldly lust. Because these are the things that children are confronted with every day. They are confronted with ungodliness. They are confronted with worldly lust. So I have to be a standard of godliness and I have to be a standard of a human who detests worldly lust. It says we should live soberly. So I am saying, God saying, you have to be an example of sober living. Are you an alcoholic? Do you refresh yourself? with alcohol while you are raising children in your home, then you are living a wrong example. So I am seeing God saying it is possible to raise godly children in this present world. My life will be the template. My life will be the yardstick that God will use to raise my children even in this present age. You know, we as the mothers, as the woman in the home, you have been given, you know, the role to safeguard, to keep your home. So, if I am going to be a mother that is going to raise godly children in this ungodly world, in this ungodly generation, then I have to be an epitome of godliness to my children. So Proverbs 24 verse 3 to 4 says, Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So what am I seeing from these two verses again? I am seeing God saying, The key to raising godly children, even in this ungodly environment, Even in this, our post-Christianity environment. You see, I am seeing God saying the key to it is you need wisdom. As a mother that wants to raise godly child, in this generation, you need wisdom. It is true wisdom that an house is builded. Your child is a house that you are building. So God says, you need to see that son that daughter as a house that you are building at such a delicate time as ours and you need wisdom you need the wisdom from above and the bible says does anyone lack wisdom there are moments that honestly i lack wisdom as to what to do with my children at such moment what do you do you turn back to the giver of wisdom So it is through wisdom that you will be able to raise godly children in this ungodly generation. And then it goes on. It says, and by understanding. So you need wisdom. You need to be wise. And then you need understanding. It is through understanding that the house is established. Your child, that is the house you are building. It is through your understanding her. understanding him, understanding his stage or our stage of development, understanding our season of life. Is the child a toddler? Is the child a preschooler? Is the child a primary school child? Is the child a preteen? Is the child a teenager? You know, is the child a young adult? You need to look at those various stages and trust God for an understanding heart to understand that season and how to bring help. your child that you are building so it is possible to raise godly children in this our ungodly environment whether you are raising yours in africa in america in the western world at large i can promise you that god's wisdom in me in you can help us to raise godly children now verse 4 says by knowledge are you seeing three things we've taken. Through wisdom you build. Through understanding you establish what you build. I'm telling you there are times you would have done your good work but there comes a stage when it looks as if what you have built for years is being tested. That is when you need understanding again. To know what to do. To know what to apply. And then So beautify it fully. The Bible says you need knowledge. You need to know your child at every season, at every stage of their growth. You need to know that child. You need to be very close to that child. You need to trust God actually again to give you a deeper knowledge of your child. What I have known is that we need spiritual discernment to be able to know our children beyond the physical. Sometimes I say to my children, I say, look, there's nothing you do that I won't know. I have the indwelling spirit within that tells me, and they know. So there are times when I may come up, blah, 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 and I said, you know I told you I will know. And one of the things that the Lord even begins to challenge my own heart with is, yes, you will know, I will tell you, but your knowledge of what I am telling you is to help the child. It's not to make the child. It's not to intimidate the child. So when God begins to give you knowledge to your children, God is giving you that knowledge in order to help them. So you need wisdom to build that child. You need understanding to establish that child. You need knowledge in order to see the life of your child filled with all precious and pleasant riches. It is God who works this in you. And it is God who works it also in your children. Like Philippians 2.13 says that it is God who works in us both to will and to do of of his good pleasure. So beloved, it is possible to raise godly children in this our ungodly environment. As you stand as the gatekeeper, as the guard, over the lives of your children as you receive understanding, wisdom and knowledge and you will see what God will do through your life. So I am encouraging you and saying to you, it is possible to raise godly children in our days for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. He has given us grace both for our life and for our children. And he has also given us teachings that will help us to live soberly, to hate worldly lust, to live righteously, to live godly in this present world. And then we become a yardstick, a standard of Christ, even for our children. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we started a new series called The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. Today, Deborah will be taking us through When the Hedge is Broken. I pray God will speak to you from this topic.
1: Deborah Shinby will now take us further on this subject. Father God, I want to thank you once again for this second day of this podcast the challenge of raising godly children in this present world lord you are omnipotent omnipresent and omniscient you can do exceedingly abundantly more than what we parents can ever ask or think of concerning our children so it is unto you we have come again during this series do speak that we may hear you in jesus name Amen. Thank you once again for still joining us on this series, The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. You will agree with me that it is challenging, raising godly children. It is challenging for the parents and it is challenging for the children also. It's as if our children are under constant pressure, pressure from friends, pressure from media, pressure from All sorts of things. And I know our God is sufficient to do this for us. To raise for us godly offspring. Last time we looked at is it possible to raise godly children in our days. If you have missed last episode, go back to our website uk, and you will find this particular series there go on our WIR podcast or on the home page, scroll down and you will see our recent podcast. Then just click on it. It will take you to where to get the episode you've missed and there will be many of that series. If you want to contact us, go on our contact us page on our website and use any means that suits you to contact us. Amen. So today we want to look at when the hedge is broken remember last time we were saying is it possible to raise godly children and god says yes it is actually possible but we want to look at what makes it difficult or impossible what makes it seems impossible for us to raise godly children and i see god saying it is when the hedge is broken and even when the edge is broken as we turn to the lord there is hope we live in a generation where many things are seeking to break the edge, you know, are seeking to come true into our children's life. But we have to take our stand and trust God to help us through. So let us go and read Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 8. We'll probably take the second part. Even if I read the whole verse, we are focusing our heart on the second part of that Ezekiel 10 8. And it reads, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Now the second part. And who so breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Who so breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. There is a particular translation that says when the hedge is broken, serpents will bite. When the hedge is broken, serpents will bite. And we live in a time when the hedge seems to be broken every now and then concerning the life of our children and the serpent comes in to bite so many of our christian homes we are not the bite of the serpent upon the lives upon the hearts of our children the serpent that beat the first woman in genesis 3 is still knocking on every door knocking on the door of your children Remember God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between our seed and your seed. So it keeps coming to see if there can be a little opening for him to come in. So it says, if the hedge is broken, serpent bites. So that is why we as mothers have to safeguard the life of our children on our knees in prayer and being dear for them. Also breaketh the hedge serpent shall bite him if the hedge is broken serpent will bite And another think for me specific way that the enemy has been breaking the edge had been coming in is media and i want to read daniel chapter 12 verse 4 and it says but thou o daniel shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end this is where i'm going Even to the time of the end, that is end time, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. That is where I'm going. We are in the end times. So because these are the days that we are living in, knowledge has increased. Media has advanced beyond our imagination. Your ordinary WhatsApp, you can agree with me that how it started is not how it is today. Some of us have turned actually our WhatsApp status into a public album where we show all sorts of pictures, all our functions, all our private life. So if you are doing that, how do you help your child? So it says knowledge shall be increased and knowledge has increased. I've never seen a generation where media has been so, so exposed than our generation. And I tell you, it will keep breaking grounds unless you and I stand as God women over the lives of our children. So for me, this is a key way that the enemy is coming to strike the life of our children. He's coming to make it look difficult. He's coming to make motherhood parenting look difficult. These are some of the challenges that makes us question if it is actually possible to raise godly children, even in this ungodly generation. Yet God says it is possible. So again, Ezekiel 22 verse 30 says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy him, but I found none. So are you seeing now? God says, I am seeking for a man among them. I am seeking for a mother amongst their children. I am seeking for a mother amongst her children. I am seeking for mothers who are taking their positions safeguarding guarding the life of their children. I am seeking for mothers who are keepers at home, who are not just only full-time housewife, but whose spiritual antenna are allowed. I sought for a man among them. That is very key for me, to be among them. What would they do? What would these keepers do? What would these women do? They should make up the hedge. Are you seeing? Remember we read earlier in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8 that when the hedge is broken, serpent bites. But God says, if only I can find mothers who are making up the hedge. That is going to be a constant work. You won't say, well, I've made up the edge yesterday, so there is no need. No, you have to be on the alert. Mothers who make up the edge. Mothers who are standing in the gap for the land. What is that land? Their children. Who are standing for the land. Who are standing in the gap before God for their children. That the enemy will not destroy their children. That the advancement of media will not destroy even the innocence of their children. In this Ezekiel 22:30, God says, I found none. And I am praying that God will find me. God will find you. As a mother that is bridging up the gap. As a mother that is making up the hedge over our children. Even in these days. That knowledge has increased. That technology, that media has advanced in unusual measure. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called The challenge of raising godly children in this present world. Our topic for today is The bite, pornography or illicit watching. Today Deborah will be taking us through the challenges of children watching pornography or illicit things. I pray that God will help you through this message. Deborah Shunbi will now take us further on this subject.
1: thank you lord once again for the continuity of this series i am just praying that you will engrave your word into the hearts of mothers thank you lord in jesus name amen i want to welcome you back to women in revival podcast we are still on the series the challenge of raising godly children in this present world if you have missed any episode do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk there you will find this particular series and many other series if you go on our wir podcast or if you go on the home page and scroll down and you will see the recent our recent podcast if you click on it it should take you to this particular series and from there you will get other series that you may want to listen to and if you need to contact us, all that you need to contact us is there on our contact us page. Amen. So, last time we started saying, God saying to us that one of the things that makes godly upbringing of our children in this present world difficult is when the hedge is broken. So, God was saying to us, I am seeking for the mother who is making up the hedge, who is standing in the gap on behalf of their children. God says we live in the generation where knowledge has increased. We are living in the end time. So knowledge increased. There are technological advancements. Media has advanced beyond even the days we were growing up. Hence the reason God is seeking for mothers who are making up the hedge. says if the hedge is broken, serpent will bite. So God says... Instead of allowing the head to be broken, you'll be mothers who are constantly and continually making up the edge. So, today what I want us to do is to see various ways that the enemy is biting our children. Some of us, we have let down our guard as mothers. We have allowed the hedge to be broken. So, serpent seems to be biting. Some of us, it's not a conscious thing that we did. Some actually happened, you know, unaware. And you know, the enemy of our soul is looking for little opportunity to come in. So, I will be talking about few issues that are confronting our children at such a time as ours. And I will just give a little help as to what we may do. So let us read Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 8. Today we are looking at the bite of pornography or illicit watching and reading. This is one of the key issues that is affecting many, many of our children. Actually, services, the number of children that are viewing um, pornography or illicit watching has increased and the age range has increased. Children as young as five are viewing pornography i've had the opportunity to talk to people to talk to parents who are being who are going through this type of issue with their children so it is a big issue amongst us so we need to trust god to give us wisdom how to nurse this bite and see our children deliver i don't have all the answers May I pray that whatever little we share together, you will be able to help your children. So let's go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. And it reads, He that diggeth a piece shall fall into it, and who so breaketh an edge, a serpent shall bite him. So who so breaks an edge shall be bitten by the serpent. Many of our children are breaking the hedge. We don't know, you don't know your child, that innocent son, that innocent daughter of yours, is breaking the edge, even innocently. Sometimes, even just going now on the billboard, there are terrible things you see. Sometimes, you know, some you see women who are nearly half naked, sometimes you are watching TV, you are watching innocent program the advert they brings in you know, you are wondering what has this got to do with what they are advertising so the edge is being broken every now and then and the serpent seems to be biting our children so how do you help a child now whose edge is broken whom the enemy has come in and beaten him or beating her with pornography, or illicit watching, or illicit reading. Even in some of our children's schools, do you know the sex education they teach them? They are taught with visual aids. That's, that's part of pornography as far as I am concerned. Some of our sons haven't watched them. Some of our daughters, they are handed condoms to take it home to take it with them in case they need to practice it. And if they need more, they can go to their local councils to ask for more. So that is why we have to be mothers who are constantly making up the hedge. So if you have a child, a son or a daughter that you discovered has been beaten by pornography, by the bite of the serpent in form of pornography or illicit watching or reading, the first thing to do is not to quarrel with that child. It's not to scream with that child. It's not to get angry with that child. You need to be calm. You need the wisdom of God. Remember in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve ate, God did not get mad at them. God asked them questions, isn't it? The same thing. You need to ask your children question, Investigate why. Why what got them into what they are watching or they are reading sometimes it's just friends that gave them you know a website to go to and because they are inquisitive they are curious some of your children's not because they are wayward it's curiosity they say curiosity kills the cat isn't it it's curiosity so first don't get angry at your child so investigate calm down sit down Actually carry a heart of compassion for that child. Go before the Lord. What have I done? How do I allow the hedge to be broken? So ask your child question. Investigate why. Investigate also from the Lord. As your child is talking to you, you need to be spiritually alert also. Let God show you where the gap is. Sometimes even some lawful things that we give to our children to read or to watch if we haven't been through it you know maybe you find a video or you find um, a book and you like the book it's a good book sometimes it's actually decorated well at the outside but by the time the child reads the book it's actually terrible so we have to be parents who are wise both in season and out of season so it may be something you actually share with your child Maybe you didn't really go through it. There's a story of a mother who shared a particular link with her child. At that day, I think she said they were learning on Judas Iscariot, things like that. And they got video for the child. Go and watch. She didn't look at it. Neither did that check. And by the time the child will watch this particular cartoon for children, it was indeed, it was pornography made for little children. The devil is wicked. And that was it. And you know these things are very addictive. They are very strong. So that is where you need to sit down. Discuss with your child. Ask questions. How did it happen? So that you can know how God may help you to help this child. Ask how long has this started? What brought it about? Some of them is a quest in their heart. It's a longing for intimacy with you, their parents. Maybe because you are not there. Maybe there is no fatherly love. There is no motherly love. So they are seeking for that outside. And unfortunately, the enemy has hijacked them in this area. So ask, investigate. Seek God for strategy. And the moment you know, clear the source. Maybe your child have a personal phone, a smartphone, an iPad, a laptop. What must you do? Clear it. At that season of working with your child, clear everything that gives that child access into that while you are trusting God for a deep cleansing. Don't say, well, I know the child can handle it. No, at that season, take everything from him or from her in order to help that child. Let him or let her know. It is for your good. We are going to work with this. And one of the things you need to also deal with is the matter of guilt. Bring your child to repentance and let that child know that he or she is forgiven. Deal with guilt and shame. So make sure you clear the source. Proverbs 14 4 says, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. So whatsoever is the source or it means. For your child to be getting access to illicit reading, illicit watching, pornography, you need to clear that source and then trust God for an inner cleansing. I'm trusting the Lord that whatsoever I'm sharing here will make sense, but much more beyond what I will share. Seek the Lord for strategy. As your child being beaten by the serpent. In the form of pornography or illicit watching and reading there is hope it is not an hopeless state yes it is a challenge for us as parents at this time so trust god to help you if you need to set up internet security not if you need every parent should actually set up internet security for their children's safety there are there are internet security that you can control from your devices you know and it helps you access what your children are doing. It limits how many minutes, how many hours, what app, whatsoever they can have access to, what they can have access to. Research. Check. And I am praying that the Lord will help you as you help that child to regain sanity of our heart, of his heart. Even from the power of pornography, you need wisdom, you need patience. If you are not patient, you will lose that child to the hand of the enemy. And these things can be very, very addictive. So what you should also do is to also get um, graphics, get Christian videos, get Christian books, get scriptures, help that child to memorize. Help that child to read the Bible. Help that child look for verses that, con- that, that will cleanse the heart of your child. Affirm your son Affirm your daughter. Let that child find identity afresh in Christ Jesus. Share the danger of watching pornography with your child. Let them know that it has adverse effect both on their emotional life and even their future marriage if they don't trust God for change now. I am praying that the Lord will help you as you help your son, as you help your daughter to heal from this bite of pornography or illicit watching or illicit reading. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. Our topic for today is The Bite, Violent Watching or Reading. Today, Deborah will be talking with us through the problem that some children have of watching violent things or playing violent games or reading violent books. I pray God will touch you and reach you through this. Debra Nibi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, I just want to thank you for the continuity of this series. As we get into today's episode, just lend us your help. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Thank you for still joining us on Women in Revival podcast, particularly on this particular series, The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. I agree with you that it is challenging, but by His grace, we can raise godly children in this ungodly generation. As God finds us as watch women, even amongst our children, women who are constantly building up hedges over their children. Last time we saw, even the bite, how the enemy seems to be biting many of our children. Children that are raised in Christian homes, even pastors' children, are not excluded from this bite of illicit watching, of pornography, of illicit reading, and what have you. But God says there is a way out. So today again, we want to see other ways that the enemy is biting many of our children. So I'm going to read that Ecclesiastes chapter 10 again. And I will read verse 8, which says, He that digeth a pit shall fall into it, and who so breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. So like I said last time, many of our children are digging pits, and they are falling into the pit. Many of our children have broken the hedge, a serpent is biting them. So unless you trust God to help you over your child, you will be surprised that your child is already beaten. Honestly, as you walk on the street, there are many things out there. There are all sorts of things going in. There are all sorts of discussion people are discussing that are getting into the ears of our children. And you know children, they want to try out. So you need to be in constant communication with your children. You need to be listening to their communication, to the languages that are being used at home. You need to watch out for slangs, for things that you know you, the mother, doesn't do that your child does. So you need to watch out and query, where is that coming from? Where are we getting such languages from? So you need to be alert, both physically and spiritually. You need to be available for your children, physically and spiritually. And I pray the Lord helps us. So God says, if the hedge is broken, serpent will bite. So let us look at the where the serpent is biting our children again which is through violent watching or violent reading i've had to step into a few cases like this again you know where parents are concerned with what their children are watching or reading sometimes is this easy japanese or chinese drawings and whatsoever i remember when my child was in was it reception year or year one now i remember they did something like japanese and she didn't like the graphic they are a bit um scary or so so when you have a child particularly the boys if you have boys this affects boys a lot so you need to watch out know what they are being taught at school if you have children in primary school age you need to know what they are being taught you need to know the curriculum you need to know how to counteract whatsoever that devalues your family belief so you need to talk about your family value with your child with your children and how your family value affects what you read or what you watch and what you sit down to learn so that even when your child is in the class, when that is being introduced, the child is able to say, sorry, I can't, I don't like what is being taught. I don't like it. I have a child like that, very sensitive. Say, no, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't want to worry. I don't want to hear this song. I don't like it. So we need to talk about our family value, our family standard, and we need to rehearse this in the ears of our children over and over again. We need to help them build up moral standard. We need to help them build up godly standard. We need to help them build up godly identity. All this will affect what they watch and what they read. So violent watching or violent reading is a major issue, particularly amongst boys. So what you should also do is rate or review the books that your children read. Or the video that they watch. There are many rating websites where you can actually get information about books or movies or videos that you want to get for your children. There is the kidsinmind.com, there is the parentpreviews.com, the pluggedin.com, which is actually a Christian um, review website. Uh, the focus on the family where you can review movies, videos, music tv and games you know mdove.org, commonsensemedia.org and many other platforms where you can review the things that maybe the video you want to get for your children maybe it's a circular one sit down and look at it does it what is does this worth buying for my children don't just buy games for your children check the games are they games that involve violence where they are killing, you know, killing and buying guns and, you know, shooting one another, slaughtering one another? Such are not games to buy for your children. So look at the video games that your children play. What is the content? What is the principle that video game is teaching your child? So these are little, little ways that the enemy is taking the hearts of our young boys. And unfortunately, many many of us mothers we are not aware, we are not acutely aware, we are not discerning. So, where is just a game? But the enemy is not just giving your child a game, it's giving your child a lifetime addiction. So, another thing is read together, go to library together, read books together, bring books home together, form book club together, create time where you chat and discuss. What you are both reading, what they are reading, what they are watching, watch with them whenever it's possible. These are little, little ways that you can help to help your child from violent watching or violent reading. So if a child is already caught in this already, first you need God's intervention. Sometimes when our children are watching violent movies or horror movies or Horror reading, you know, violent reading, violent books. One of the ways it manifests, it's manifests, is they have many nightmares. They have nightmares. So you need God to help you. So prayerfully, it is a stronghold that needs to be broken in the place of prayer. And you need to bring the gospel afresh to your child. You need to let your child find identity, even in Christ. I honestly have a child that to watch Passion of the Christ, that this child doesn't really like what you so it's too violent. Or um, Pilgrim Progress, even reading the Bible, say, I don't like reading it, I don't like the scene, I don't like this. So, what am I saying? Why am I saying this? Trust God on your knee in the place of prayer. Pray for that child that the shackle of the enemy will be broken and sit down and take your child through the word of God bit by bit bit by bit. Share the gospel afresh with your child. And the gospel is written from Genesis to Revelation. Just trust God to give you a word, a verse, that you can put together to bring out what your child needs in view of violent watching. And I am praying that you do that God will give you wisdom. Get the father involved. If it's a son, mostly violent watching is a boy thing. Get the father involved. If you are a single parent, get the men in your church involved. Let your boy go and hang out with the brothers in your church, with your pastors. Don't keep silent. Seek help where help is needed. Read together, and I am praying that the Lord will help you. To help your child, and if it's a particular video, get other video to replace that. If it's book, get other good books to replace that. Initially, the child may find it difficult to be reading the book you recommend or watching the type of things you recommend, but it takes consistency. Consistency breaks the yoke, and I am praying that the Lord will help you. The Bible says, "Shall the prayer of the mighty be delivered?" God says, "Yes." Even lawful captives. Even your sons that are lawfully captured by the enemy in violent watching, in violent reading. God says, I will deliver them as I find you as a mother who is now making hedge, who is now standing in the gap, both in the place of prayer and even in counseling your child, in working with your child on the path of life. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast, one week ago we started a series called The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. Our topic for today is The Bite in Modest Dressing. Deborah will be taking us through the problem of a modest dressing among both our young women and young men. I pray that God will help you as you listen to this topic and give you ideas for your own children concerning their dressing. Deborah we will now take us further on this
1: subject. Father, I want to thank you once again for how uh, you've been helping us in this series. Just speak that we may hear you during today's episode. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say thank you to you for still joining us on this series. Don't forget to do share this broadcast with your loved ones. Go on our website if you missed any episode. Go to www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk or uk. It is still the same website. And go on our WIR podcast or go on our homepage and scroll down and you will find our recent podcast on your right. So just click and it will take you to this particular series and you can also find many other series from there. Amen. So, we are still on this series, the challenge of raising godly children in this, our present world, in this, our ungodly generation. Last time, we were looking at how the enemy is biting our children, particularly our sons, through violent watching and violent reading. We see what some of our sons are doing on, our, on the streets of some of our nations, gunning one another down in one another some of these are the results of the books of the games of the things they are watching so we need god to help us to safeguard even our children amen so today we now want to go again and look at another way that the enemy is biting our children so immodest dressing the bite of immodest dressing this is another question one have to answer parents Maybe at a mother's gathering, at a parenting meeting. You know, one of the questions is, what if I've done my part? What if I've raised the child to dress modest and yet at the end the child still make a wrong choice? What do I do? So, let us go again and read our Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 8. And it says, "Either that they get a pit shall fall into it. And also break breaketh an edge, a serpent shall bite him. So again we are saying that when the hedge is broken, serpent bite. So for a child to be dressing immodestly, the child did not start in the day, it starts somewhere. It's either through the friends the child hang out with, or through the type of magazines the child reads, or through the type of TV program the child watches. So, you may have raised your child to, you know, dress modestly. You are a modest mother. But what do your children watch? What type of teen program do your children watches? What type of teenage program do your children watch? What type of children program do your child watch? So, these are some of the things you need to think of. What type of friends do your children keep? So, if you have done your part and your child makes this wrong choice again sometimes people will say to you when you say pray they say well we want something practical let's discuss practically I don't see anything as practical as prayer there is nothing as practical as prayer prayer is the best practical way to combat the enemy so on your knees pray pray for that child Pray that the eyes of her understanding be enlightened. Pray that she will come and find her identity in Christ. The reason why many of our young girls dressed immodestly, honestly, is peer pressure, is to identify with their friends. So it's a stronghold that needs to be broken in the place of prayer. It's not going to be by battling your child with that child say this close i'm seizing it today and the child would you know flare up and all of those it is on your knee the serpent is already beating the child so what you now want to do is to help nurse that child if it is a young child that has in, maybe not yet in their teens or so obviously what you wear on them matters i thank god for a dear sister who spoke to me some years ago while my children were still little you know those days when it's summer like this you know i remember even my second child you know when it's summer i just wear just the the body suit you call it now just ordinary bodysuit, and uh, so that the child can get fresh air put her in a baby seat and that's it and sometimes i just get the odor maybe it's an halter neck A spaghetti striped dress or a top, and you know, and this lovely short skirt, and they just wear, you know, just to be simple and enjoy summer, not knowing that the enemy is using that opportunity to inculcate a dressing pattern for your child. So, if you have young children, how you dress them now matters. Let your child understand modesty. Let your child understand that they are bought with a price, that their body is the temple of God. Let your child know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Let them know that their body is a treasure that needs to be looked after for the Lord and also for their future husband. So what they wear now matters. And also let them know that they don't want to be a stepping ground for the enemy To make another person sin. So what they wear matters. So I think for me. It is more of dialogue. Talking. Continuous chatting. And discussing. Going out to shop together. When it's time for you to buy your clothes. Let them come to the shop with you. Let them choose for you. As you also choose for one another. Discuss what is wrong in the dress. Why you can't buy this. Why you can't buy this. So. For a child that is now already beaten, you need God. You need the wisdom of God, honestly. And this can only be derived in the place of prayer. Pray both in season and out of season for that child. That the Lord will engage and encounter that child. And God knows how to do that. And if you have families who have children of that child's age, why not try and befriend See how you can make your child befriend that. Maybe a particular child in the family, you know, and begin to visit them regularly in a little way, just bit by bit and see what God will will do. It is my prayer that if your child has been beaten by the bite of immodest dressing, I am praying God will give you wisdom to help that child. So sometimes buy that child lovely dress, but modest so the day the child wears that dress or that skirt or whatsoever you know come oh this is so beautiful you look gorgeous let the child know that what she wears is beautiful on her affirm that child honestly as you do this who knows maybe next time the child may say oh I'm going to get this dress that you bought for me. I'm going to get something similar. I'm going to get a longer skirt like this that you bought for me. Just trust the Lord. And I know God is more than a cube to equip you to help that child that you think has chosen immoral dressing as a lifestyle. If you have a need to contact us for personal issues, for personal follow-up, do contact us on plus44 seven nine four four three nine eight four one five there are many things i may not be able to talk about on this podcast but my prayer is that if your daughter has been beaten by the serpent through immodest dressing then trust the lord for victory over that child amen
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago we started a series called The Challenge of Raising Godly Children in This Present World. Our topic for today is Defiance Against Parental Authority. I pray that as you listen to this last topic for this series that God will help you as a parent. And maybe you are a child also, you have parents, maybe you're a young woman. I pray that God will give you grace and learn from here and Learn from all this series on how to be a godly child in this present world. Direction B, and I'll take us further on this subject.
1: So, Lord Jesus, thank you once again for how you've started this series with us. Thank you for how far you've taught us. Thank you for this last day of this series, Lord. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us throughout this series, even as we've come to the end of this series today, the challenge of raising godly children. I trust that the Women in Revival podcast has been a blessing to you. Throughout this series, we have been looking at the various ways that the enemy seems to be making the godly upbringing of our children difficult and a little counsel that might help us. Remember when we started this series, God told us in Proverbs 24 verses 3 and 4 that it is through wisdom that a house is built. And through understanding it is established and you need knowledge to fill it up with precious things. All the precious things the house needs. And that house is your child. You need God's wisdom. The wisdom for child A may not be for child B. So you need constant wisdom. Last time we saw how the enemy have beaten some of our children through immodest dressing. Because we probably let down the guard at some point. Maybe through the friendship they keep or magazines or the things they watch. And we say, how do we go about it. And one of the key things we spoke about is on our knees the place of prayer prayer works honestly prayer works so today we are going to finish this particular series the challenge of raising godly children today but remember you can still contact us go on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and go on our contact us page and contact us and we will respond to you you can send us an email you can call us you can whatsapp you can message whatsoever means you can leave a message for us on our website amen and you can get our podcast on various podcasting platforms you can get us on podbean on different platforms and if you go on our website you can download our own app where you can also get our podcast amen so we have come today to the end of this series the challenge of raising godly children our challenge is great isn't it but our god who gave us these children is great and before i go into this last bit the bite that we want to look at today i want to read psalms 127 it says except the lord build the house the labor in vain that built it except the lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man, the heart is quiver, full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So verse 1 is telling us, it is God that builds. If you are not allowing God to help you raise your children in this hour difficult time, your labor will be in vain. If you are not allowing God to be the one keeping the watch over your children through you, you will just stay awake in vain. And it says it is vain to rise up early and you sit up late. You walk around the clock. You labor around the clock. You have no rest. Yet these children are not giving you rest. It's because you are doing it in your strength. You need God to help you. Says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. Are you seeing? Say, Behold, look, children are God's heritage. He is the one who gave them. So to know how to raise them well in whatever season, in whatever generation, go back to the ever-present God, to the omnipotent God, to the omnipresent God, to the omniscient God. What you cannot do in your child, for your child, God can do it through you. Then verse 4 tells you that your children are actually arrows. They are like arrows in the hand of a mighty man. So, whom you company with will determine who will be the mighty man that will be handling your child. Company with God gives us the opportunity to place our children in His hands. Then, happy will you be, happy will I be. Yes, in a post Christian community. Yes, in a post Christian society. Yes in a decading society, yes, in a promiscuous generation. God can make us happy mothers of godly children. It is possible. He did it before. He is still doing it. So, let us go and see how God can help us to raise these children to be children who speaks with the enemy in the gate. So, What else is the bite that is biting our children as we look at this for the last time on this series? Defiance against parental authority. When you have a child that defies your parental authority, when you say no, your no doesn't mean no to that child. When you give boundary, the child crosses your boundary. How will God help you? to help that child i think again let's read ecclesiastes 10 verse 8 and that verse says he that digeth a piece shall fall into it and also break it an edge a serpent shall bite him so if the edge is broken serpent bites and i think one of the reasons why children defy parental authority is when husband and wife when you are not in agreement over your children when daddy is saying no to the child and mommy is saying yes and it starts from childhood when both of you do not have a decorum over your children then you are not helping that child what i usually say is even when you don't agree with what your spouse is saying or doing while your child is there maybe your husband is correcting your child you don't like the ways bringing the correction or talking, be quiet. You can talk about that when the children are not there. So when children are defying your authority, you need to look back and say where. And sometimes also, it's due to the friends that they are going out with. So you need to be patient. Again, you need prayer. You need prayer. You need to be a praying mother. We cannot underestimate or overestimate the power of prayer over your children. If you are going to raise godly children in this present world. And I want to read Ephesians 6 verse one to four. as I finish. It says, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. I want to stop here for now. It says, children should obey their parents in the Lord. Are you a parent in the Lord? Are you in the Lord or do you just go to church and you are expecting to have godly children? The things you do as a mother at home, does it reflect godly godly motherhood? Are you a Christian both at church and at home? Are you a liar? Do you take things that don't belong to you? What are the things you are getting yourself into? Are you a mother that party every now and then? Have you bombarded yourself with all sorts of makeup and beauty equipment? Then it will affect your children honestly. So it says, children, obey your parents' way in the Lord. So if I am going to raise a child that will obey me, I must also be a mother who is working with God. So that when that child is not obedient, I have my father God to report that child to obey your parents in the lord are you in the lord that is my first question then it says in verse 2 honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise this is to your child now a child that has a godly father a godly mother what is god saying to your child honor your father and mother if you are not in the lord if your child is not living up to this who do you tell? You tell friends, you tell your family members, your relatives who cannot help. Meanwhile, if you are a true daughter of your father God, you can report that child to God. And he knows how to make that child responsible. He knows what to do with your child so that the child no longer defies your parental authority. Then I want to go to verse 4. It says, and ye fathers, provoke not your children, to rot. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So this is our bit also. If I am a parent in the Lord, God says, do not provoke your children to rot. Not only fathers this time, even you the mother. Do not provoke your children to rot. I've noticed that angry response produces angry response. Is that not what Proverb 15:1 says? It tells you that a soft answer turns away wrath, isn't it? But it says, "Grievous words stir up anger." So if you talk harshly to your children, maybe when they are with their friends, you talk to them just anyhow, you disgrace them. Then you are making that child also to become defiant to your parental authority. Provoke not your children to wrath don't provoke that son of yours don't provoke that daughter of yours instead of provoking him or her what must you do bring him up bring her up in the nurture so there has to be a nurturing relationship between you and your children when they misbehave sit down and talk with them i believe there are times when you need to take some of their privileges away from them yes When you need to do that, of course, do it as a mother. But it must be done again in love. So do not provoke them, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. So when you have a child that defies your parental authority, it's not the flexing of your muscle that will resolve that. You need God to help you. And I believe there are moments when you need to be firm. Why you need to pull down your feet and say no. This is what God says and this is what we are doing. The child may not like it. The child may not be happy with it. But I tell you, in days to come, in weeks to come, in months to come, in years to come, the child will later appreciate the decision you've made. So I am encouraging you. Whatsoever is the bite, whichever way the head has been broken in your children's life and it looks as if the serpent is beating your child, there is hope. It is not an hopeless state. God is still redeeming lives. God is still bringing beauty out of ashes, if only he finds one person to partner with. And I am praying that as a mother in this, our present world, You will partner with God, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And it teaches us how to raise our children. It teaches us how to live soberly, how to live godly, how to live righteously, how to hate worldly lust, even in this our present world. If you are a mother that watches television hours a day, you know you are indirectly raising your children to do likewise. If you are a mother that is so obsessed with your size, you want to be size 8, size 10, size 12, and the various sizes, and you are from one diet program to another, you are unconsciously, you know, putting something in your daughter's heart that you don't know. If you are the type of mother who hop from party to party, indirectly, you are raising one if you have invaded your life with all sorts of beauty treatments, you are actually raising a daughter who will not be confident in her natural beauty. So I am praying that indeed you will lay hold on the grace of God that brings salvation and that teaches us how to live exemplary life even for our children in the sight of our children so they can know that The biblical road is actually the best road ever. Amen.